For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Let's talk about sleep. Listen to these sleep studies from Harvard and Johns Hopkins. Chronic sleep deprivation has been shown to lead to depression, diabetes, obesity, and cardiovascular disease. We need eight hours of sleep. You know, I'm a runner, and so for 2020, I want to run at least two marathons and maybe throw in a couple of half marathons as well, so I need my rest. One of sleep's biggest problems, temperature. Tough to get good sleep if you're too hot. I want to tell you about the Pod by 8 Sleep. The Pod by 8 Sleep is a high-tech bed designed specifically to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness. It was designed by leading sleep researchers after tracking 43 million hours of sleep. It combines dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking to enhance your rest and recovery. It learns your sleep habits and adjusts the temperature automatically. That means if you like the bed cool and your partner likes the bed warm, now you can have both at the same time in a crazy comfortable bed. Sleep longer and deeper so you wake up refreshed and ready to take on the world. Try the pod for 100 nights and if you don't like it, we'll refund your purchase and arrange a free pickup. They already sold out of the first two batches, so they're going fast. For a limited time, get $150 off your purchase when you go to 8sleep.com slash pro, E-I-G-H-T-S-L-E-E-P dot com slash pro, 8sleep.com slash pro. Welcome to Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. This is... The Cardinals specific show. We are located here in the Valley of the Sun. I am one of your hosts. I am Javon J. Love Adams, alongside the one and only former professional baseball player, former professional football player. He played in the XFL, played in NFL Europe, played in the NFL for the Eagles, for the Redskins, for the Falcons, and for the Lions. I get it. It's like it's memory. It's like I'm, it's, it's, it's ingrained in my head now. The one and only Ed Easy Smith. What is good, my brother? Man, getting closer to these holidays, getting close to the Fans of this season, man. We're cruising right through it. Two weeks to go. I can't believe it, man. Yeah, exactly. So we are. what we do here is we are, again, we are a Cardinal show. We are, uh, what we do is we recap the, the previous week's games. We talk about some things that kind of, uh, some topics that, that, that caught our eye. And then we look ahead to the, uh, the upcoming week's game. So in this case, the Cardinals are coming off of, Drum roll, please, somewhere, somebody. <laughs> After a six-game losing streak, the Cardinals are actually victorious. They have one of those victory Mondays, and this is off script. But I want to ask you, ask you about what a victory Monday is like. I mean, when you when you in the trenches and you at week after week you're getting bruised up and everything. But they actually beat the Cleveland Browns thirty-eight to twenty-four, and yes, that is a three in front of that number in for that total for the Cardinals. So I want to talk about that. We're going to talk uh, in terms of what we have lined up this week. What we're going to do is we recap the game. Obviously, offense comes through. Maybe kind of. I want to get uh, my my partner's thoughts on that, and then also Drake seemed to establish himself to the tune of four touchdowns. Or is he? I'm I'm still kind of up in the air. Are they still giving him a dress rehearsal? We'll go into that. Patrick Peterson. Somebody must have 
put some, you know, gave him some Wheaties or something like that because he came out, came out focused, focused. Patrick Peterson, I think he even got what well, he got. A, he had an interception as well and was shadowing uh, OBJ. So maybe the the competition motivated him. I don't know. And then of course we're gonna look ahead to who the Cardinals will consider their rivals, the Seahawks, in this upcoming week. So before we get into all that, let's start from the top. Easy. So the the Cardinals. I mean, they. I mean, did they really score 38 points? And it looked like we talked about last week. Uh, Kyler Murray. I said that he was that he had he had regressed a little bit, and I I still stand by that because he had multiple games where he showed he he showed that he needed to make better decisions. And just because you regress doesn't mean that you can't again change that change that trend and all of a sudden start to aim upwards. Well, at least he corrected, stopped that that downward slide, and had a had a solid game. But more so, it was the running game it seemed that really came through. The offensive line. I don't know what what the deal was. Play calling. Your thoughts on looking at this game and actually the defense. I think it was that final score. Of 24 points, I think that's a little bit misleading in a way because I think the defense seemed to play a little bit more focus than they have over the past, what, three or four weeks. So your thoughts on this game? This is what we've been looking for all through the season. You know, we talked about it in our podcast last week, uh, some focus, some intensity, flying around, um, and it seemed like it all came together. I'm, I'm not sure why it's taken this long, and I'm not saying every game is supposed to be like this, right. but you're 14 games in now. And you would have expected some sprinkles of this throughout the season. And that's not what we've seen. You know, we've seen a lot of inconsistency. Uh, if they could have played like this throughout the year, this would have been one of those. This could have been like a seven-win season, eight and eight, something like that. I there you I, say. I think seven wins was what I was thinking was the ceiling for this team. And, of yeah. course, we know we didn't reach that. So You know, what, what we saw this time around, man, and, and you, you right in your lead, you hit it, a running game. Right. And that aids in so many different ways. It takes a lot of the pressure off your young quarterback. It gives you the opportunity to do a little more play action, keep the uh, de- opposing defense off their toes. And one of the things you talk about Drake, let's do, you know, he, it, this for him, I could care less because he was 22 for 137 to four touchdowns. That's an aberration. That doesn't right. happen all the time. Because when you get the ball or something, yeah, yeah. field position, but yes. But for me, it's the 22 carries. Right. That was what impressed me more than anything. I don't care if he ran for 22 and 100 and maybe a touchdown or two. The fact that you got the ball into somebody's hands consistently, and we'll talk about the vanishing act of David Johnson a little bit here, but he did say he wanted to play. He did raise his hand to play on special teams. I start. I heard about that. He's just trying to put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. Here's the thing, to, to borrow, uh, to borrow a baseball. Term. At this point in time, and I, I think the a little bit of the writing is on the wall, and we've talked about this. The, the Cardinals have a decision to make. Do you throw them out there, especially when these games are quote unquote meaningless? They don't mean anything in terms of standings or getting in the playoffs or anything like that. We've been eliminated a long time ago. Right. Do you want to take a David Johnson, put him out there, you know, 20, 25 carries, and we know his injury history, he gets hurt, and maybe it's one of those ones that lingers into the offseason, something that now his, his value is going down? And then you also have to, you know, figure out, well, we might have to eat that contract even for next year rather than if we can shop him, get something for him, or heaven forbid, if we just outright release him. So those are some of their options right. if you use the uh, use him too much, you run that risk of, you know, so the number of carries he got, the lack of his involvement in the game plan that for me, at least that's writing on the wall, that's a bullet to the head right there in terms of what our thoughts are moving forward. And then, like you said, with Drake coming out, and even just the tempo of when Drake has the ball, he's hitting holes quickly. 
he's getting making decisions quickly. He's uh, you know exploiting what exploiting whatever he's seeing. He's making it happen. We have not seen that from David Johnson all season long. And to your point, though, over the since Drake has come to the team, he does hit those holes quickly. Oh yeah, and it's I mean, what made this week? So we know. So for example, if you go back to the first game they played against the the Forty Niners, the offensive line was doing a good job of opening up those holes for him on such a, after being with the team for just a couple of days, a couple of practices, right, or just a couple of days. A couple of days, say. yeah. And then and then that went away. So the offensive line just you just don't know what's going on. And then you get back to this game, and you can see. I mean, he's still hitting the holes the same way. Now he now all of a sudden. The offensive line is maybe opening it up. Well, it's, 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 all about, it's all about commitment. They actually okay. committed to running the ball. If you think about it, the last few weeks, even if you totaled our, we, we talked about this once again, you totaled our number of running plays. Right. You're talking about going through a whole game and getting a total of like 20, 21, 22, and that was including our quarterback runs. Right. So if you think about it, our running backs are running the ball, you know, 15, 16 times in the game. That's not commitment to me. Right. What they did is they went out – and the, like I said, the fact that he had 22 carries just by himself meant that was a focal point of getting the ball in his hands and then let's see what we can do. And that, quite honestly, that offensive line, they I mean, they impressed me with their, their fire off the ball. Uh, even in pass protection, they gave up no sacks this week. And, you know, one of the things that I, I saw is there, you know, maybe all this time, you know, they're a much better running, firing off the ball team uh, line at this point rather than, protection against the schemes and different things like that. Okay. Here, and I'll throw this out real quick. There's a different – offensive linemen love to fire off the ball. Right. They love it. I mean, you talk to these guys you used to work with. I used to work with these guys. They love coming off and firing and hitting something hard. Pass protection is catching. It's a lot of retreat mm-hmm. and catching and, you know, obviously trying to use a good technique to maintain and, you know, all the different techniques, the spin move, the bull rush, the, 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 the twist, you know. But it's a lot of catching, and it's it's not aggressive to me. And I don't line, offensive line don't like that. You get them, and sometimes you get an offensive line like this, and you get them off the ball early, and it gets them that motivation and that confidence, mm. and that kind of builds into the whole you know scheme of how things worked out. So you know, it's a shame it came so late in the season, like mm-hmm. an effort like this, because if you put something like this together in week four or five, then you can like start to build off of this. The bad part about doing it in week fourteen. You got two more opportunities, and yeah, you know, I mean you're going against the uh, uh, Seattle Seahawks in Seattle, and I think we finished with the Rams, right. if I'm not mistaken. You know they they can be very disappointing efforts, depending. You know, and then you like take that bad taste into the offseason. But I'm encouraged from what I saw, um, just in in terms of game plan, in terms of, uh, and and it's funny, the Browns, they look like us. <laughs> Yeah. Over the last bunch of weeks. They look like they literally just mailed it in. They you could tell they just they just figured, man, I'm we're done. I ain't got nothing to play for. I don't like you know, I don't know whether it's coach or organization in general. I heard reports about a lot of the players, you know, whispering across the sideline, get up, get me out of here. Man, that's a bad situation. So as bad as we've gone through it over the last six weeks with the losses, I always Remind people, it could be a whole lot worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's something that's interesting. When, when you had mentioned in terms of the rushing, there were eight attempts from Kyler Murray 56, uh, f- for 56 yards. He had one long uh, rush for, what, 35, 35 yards. 
here's something. It's tell me if I'm off base or, or I'm on, and I know you know we brothers, so you're gonna tell me you're gonna tell me where I'm wrong <laughs> and where I'm right. But it seems that the way that that it seems like the the media uh, or or fans maybe want Kyler to be used is similar to the way that Lamar Jackson is used. And it just, that just doesn't seem that doesn't seem the type like the type of player that he is because mm-hmm. Lamar is a dude that'll go head head on head first and he wants to try to knock you over because he's fast and he and he's tough. I'm not trying to say Kyler Murray isn't tough, but he's a different breed. If you try to use him, I think they're that comp of the comp of uh, uh, maybe a Steve Young, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you know, a shorter Steve Young, obviously a shorter Steve Young, a shorter Steve Young, or or Russell Wilson. Those are better comps. So if he's mobile and trying to extend plays and maybe get 50 or 60 yards a game, maybe that's where he should be. But it was great to see him run. But am I am I off base or am I on with that one? No, I, I, the difference between Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson is – well, let's talk similarity first. They're both great runners. Right. Different styles, though. Lamar is – I mean, is, you get him he, – he obviously is a bigger, yes. bigger stronger, uh, can take probably more – uh, those high velocity hits, you don't necessarily want him to. Right. But you look at Kyler's size; that's a mar- mar- mark on him anyway. You don't want him in the middle of all that big traffic. Exactly. The other thing that's really important to know: Kyler is a much better thrower of the ball. How yes. many, all year long we've heard compliments from anybody from Colin Cowherd, uh, you know, uh, um, Patrick uh, Dan. Pa- everybody remarks. Wow, he has a great ball. He's a natural passer of the ball. Right. Lamar is not as fluent a passer. He's getting better. He's using his arm angles, different things. Another thing is uh, Lamar, he's pretty much sideline to sideline right now, just like Kyler is. Okay. Like I said, I take that back. Lamar is more in the middle of the field with his tight ends. He doesn't like throwing the ball on the outer edges, whereas okay. Kyler right. has, you know. But the, the bottom line is, as similar as people think they are, they're so different because Kyler's already a much better passer. You want to take more advantage of that. Mm-hmm. And like I said, his size, you want to keep him as much out of those type of situations. Now, I will say, you could, I think we could use, there's a, there's a happy medium for Kyler, meaning we don't want him to be a pocket guy, but I don't necessarily think you want him to, to do some of the things that Jackson does because he's just right. not that dude. Yeah. There's a happy medium in terms of how many plan plays, you know, uh, set plays for him to run. And then obviously with him scrambling, you know, my thing for him is when you hit that eject button and get out of the pocket, as soon as you can, get down. You know, we don't need you fighting for extra yards and stuff like that. So I think he's right on on course in terms of, you know, there are times when I wish he was a little more aggressive and of some of those spin outs that turn into sacks, maybe getting out of the pocket or even throwing away. But like I said, he's had a pretty good year this year, so far this year. Numbers wise and progression wise, as far as I'm concerned. So speaking of sacks, he has zero sacks uh, against the against the Browns, so that's a good thing. And of course, we know that their their pass rusher is uh, suspended for the season. So you so you take him how you get him, so you're not complaining. But when you're talking about being a, a good thrower of the ball, Demir Bird, where did my man come from this season? I mean, goodness gracious, in this game, so he had 86 yards, uh, six receptions for 86 yards. But then also, I want to say I was looking at what is it, uh, Arnold. Tight end ended up having a, a reception for a touchdown. It just seemed that if you hope that they can take take what they've done and be able to apply some of this, be able to not be afraid. Be and I'm not trying to say they were playing afraid, but just really whether it's the last couple games of the season or it's the beginning of the season, middle of the season, etc. Whatever quarter point it is, to just 
to just go to really put your foot on that accelerator, open it up, and and just be mm-hmm. be who you are. Of course, you got to keep your defense in mind. You don't want to gas them, but be who you are, and 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 try to use, like you said, use that playbook, mm-hmm. use that playbook, and go there. But on the opposite side, the defense seemed to to uh, to acquaint themselves quite well. They they put up a good performance as well. Your thoughts on the defense? This is why I call this one of those total team efforts. Everybody was locked in. You know, we've had a lot through the season. Is First half, the offense plays pretty good. The defense just stinks it up. Then the defense gets their bearing in the second half. Offense totally shuts down. I admit you, I was a little nervous when the Cardinals got up. And then it got to the point where it was, what, 14-10, and you just wanted to see. This time they didn't give up the lead. They never gave up the lead. Mm -hmm. And they stayed all the way through. And, of course, they built built on that. They made plays when they had to make plays. Exactly. And, you know, that's that's what you want to see. Like I said, we talk about, you know, how watching some inspired football over the last bunch of weeks. And losing will do that to you. The fact that they came out, played well. well, Once again, I want to talk to you, man, about – our Cardinals fans out there, man, they just gave it up again in terms of letting that Brown come in because they, uh, I mean, I talked to somebody today and they were actually at the game and they said in their section alone, it was an 80-20 split for Browns fans. I'm not saying totally in the stadium, but their section was overtaken by Browns fans and it was one of those things where, you know, makes it hard on the home team sometimes. But, you know, with a game like this past Sunday, Maybe, you know, and obviously we're going to go into the offseason. We're hoping we're done as far as our home schedule. But this will give us some hope, I think. If they can play like this and defensively as well, uh, they, and they got after it a little bit. They, um, you know, we obviously talked about Patrick Peters, and he played uh, inspired. Maybe it was the matchup against OBJ. But, and, on, and on the flip side, the Browns, man, I'm telling you, they, they got to a point where I can see some business decisions being made on that side of the field, too. And okay. that, that was, you know, like I said, that, that was something I was really worried about us doing in general. And it actually turned out where the Browns came in here, not, not necessarily laid down, but I don't think they gave us their best effort. And I'm glad we did and pulled this win out. Because it was, just think if they came in here as bad as they played and still pulled out a victory from us, that would have been pretty, pretty bad. So I'm very happy uh, both sides of the ball. Um, Defense showed up. Offense did their thing, and you know maybe that gives us some hope for 2020. And so we're going to talk about. I want to talk about Patrick Peterson and maybe a little bit of the defense, and and maybe I uh, talk to my son about your uh, about the looking at the tape and the and the coach stopping it and looking at him. And he, so he, my son played high school football, but he said, yeah, that, yeah, that definitely does happen. <laughs> so he, he kind of got a chuckle out of that. But first, it's that time of the year. Christmas is coming up. As quick as quick as we're approaching the 25th, and our friends at MyBookie want to make your season special with 12 days of gifts. MyBookie is already one of the most trusted and reputable sports books in the industry, and this holiday season, they're getting into the spirit of giving with 12 straight days of giveaways. That's right, 12 days of gifts, a brand new gift every single day, so you can take uh, your game to the next level. They kicked off this promotion on the 14th with a free parlay for the UFC, and they'll keep up the gift-giving through the 25th with free bets, free spins, futures, and more. While Santa has his, they've checked off their list. They've got a little something for everyone, and this is the promotion that you won't want to miss, especially with the NBA and NHL in full swing and the college bowl games around the corner. It really is the holiday season and the best you could ever ask for. My bookie is here to make Christmas great again. 
Head over to mybookie.ag right now and use our promo code BLV to get half off your initial deposit in free wagers. And that's just the start of the savings. Make sure to check the site out during the promotion because there's going to be something new every day and you're going to want to take advantage of those deals. So sign up for MyBookie with our code BLV and start winning today. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals, Javon Adams and Easy Smith. So Patrick Peterson, he might have been the the uh, on the receiving end of a couple of those film sessions where you're looking through and looking at the film and they pause and they look and then they, they hit play and then they pause. Maybe they rewind, as my partner has said a couple times. But this game, at least against the, the Browns, maybe he got a little bit tired. They said he was focused. I think it's a bad thing when the coach says, Insert player name here was especially focused this week. So does that so that would imply or that would lead people to think that there was something off the week the week or the weeks before. But having said that, Patrick Peterson he had an interception uh, last week. Here's one of the things that's still, one thing that's still a little bit disturbing to me. Uh, easy is that that was the only interception. Yeah, they, they're not good. And, we've, and you you mentioned this before during the, a couple times during the season when it comes to those interceptions. How many weeks was it before we had our first? Yeah. First one, and so that's you know we're able to get those strip those strip sacks, but not those interceptions. Your thoughts about Patrick Peterson, and I guess looking at the numbers here about how the how the defense just isn't getting those turnovers, those interceptions, those turnovers in that way. Well, you know we are a, a show that all we we throw our opinions out there. So mm-hmm. in no way do I have you know I can't jump into Patrick Peterson's mind or you know tell you what the Cardinals are even thinking right now, but. I go from my eye test. Okay. And as we're getting closer to the end of the season here, what's the word been about Patrick? It's been a, obviously the first six games he missed, the, his performance since he's come back has been, you know, subpar at best, especially you know, his standards. Then the talk comes, will he be here next year? Or, you know, what are the Cardinals going to do with them? You know, right. Think about this. If you're Patrick Peterson right now, don't you want to start opening up some eyes Ooh. around the league? Uh-oh. To maybe that might want to court you, but they've been kind of doubting these last few weeks of play. Like, ah, maybe he's lost a step. Maybe he's not, you know, the, what, insert whatever the the, 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 the the adjective might be. Right. And all of a sudden, you know, he's sitting around. He's like, you know what? I got two or three weeks. I better go out here and ball out. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm either going to be right. sitting here right. in the same situation right. next year. <laughs> and I know Dalvin well, I want to be somewhere else. Yeah. Or who knows, maybe my contract is one of, one of those expendable ones, which that would never happen. But So what do you do, man? You go out there and you st- all of a sudden, I'm focused. <laughs> I'm ready to go. <laughs> First one in, last one out. Hey, who wants to go get some extra jugs? Who wants to, you know. Let me take they, you under my wing, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. like I said, now at this point in time, and that goes for anybody on the roster who's not under a huge contract, uh, or somebody like myself who was, you know, I knew, hey, at the end of this year, I hope I get a call back. But if I don't, mm-hmm. these last two or three for me, man, these are golden because right. I want my agent to be receiving calls in January and February for those signings in March and stuff like that. So for me, and I'm not saying, I don't. he's got more character than that, I know. But I guarantee you, these last couple weeks, starting with this past one, mm-hmm. he knows what's ahead of him. And he knows if, you know, and who knows whether you already started talks. or But he knows there are two things. If I want to be here, I'm going to make sure I handle my business. But if 
if I'm going to be showcased and if I do really don't want to be here, we know last year he had the quote-unquote trade request. So if he's, you know, still thinking that way, you want the best possible suitors in here, that means you better put some good stuff on tape so they have some happy thoughts about number 21 when it comes time to make that trade and give up a first or second round or something like that. So those are just some of the things I think about when I watch players late in the season all of a sudden start to turn on the switch. You talk about happy thoughts, but you sing a little Frankie uh, Mays featuring Frankie Beverly, happy feelings in the air. (laughs) So speaking of happy feelings, because I'm just curious about this. You know, we have, you know, we, we are fathers. So when you, when your child does something good and they've been doing bad for a little while, do and you, 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 and you reward them for doing that one good thing. When shouldn't you just wait and get a little larger sample size before you reward them for doing some good thing? And get us do it two or three times before I start to reward you. So what I'm going to is Victory Monday. So they, I mean, they've been six six losses in a row. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be rewarded for something, but could this be one of those? They exhale and say, "Well, we got one." We know we got the Seahawks and the and the Rams coming up. We don't really need those. I'm not trying to say they go in thinking that they want to yeah, lose them. Yeah. But maybe there's just a little bit of edge that can be taken off with rewarding re- rewarding a, a reward after such mediocrity. Am I am I off base? A little bit. Okay, okay. Being being one of those dudes that used to be in the locker room <laughs> and then you throw in the fact that their bye week wasn't until week thirteen, I think it was. These okay. guys are a long stretch. Okay. And you want you, you know, here's the thing. We nobody likes losing. Nobody you know, it's a yeah. it makes for a miserable environment. Yeah. So when you finally get that win the first thing you want to do is only, you don't want to over-celebrate because you didn't win the Super Bowl. What you did, you got to win. Yeah. You're this late in the season where you only got two left, yeah. and we're not fighting for playoffs. We're not, And I'm not saying, oh, because we're not fighting for playoffs, well, all of a sudden now it's, hey, let's have Taco Tuesday and, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> but it's one of those things, man, you celebrate the small victories, especially yeah. when you played that well. Right. If they came out and stunk it up and, uh, the Browns were just as even more horrible, and it was one of those nasty, ugly. You know, then you might be a little tentative. You might want to say, "Hey, let's get in. We still got a lot of things to correct, and you know, we'll make it a light day." But we're still when you when you play that well and beat a team with as much talent. I don't care what their record is as the Browns, and mm-hmm. obviously you coming off this six game slide. Indeed. Man, I'm trying to tell you, there's a whole lot of dudes that were. I mean, there was some happy dudes in that locker room. I, one of the, one of the favorite things I used to hear. Drake, it was his first win of the season. Drake oh, got yeah, traded. He yeah. got traded uh, during the season. Of course, he, he was he started Miami, with Miami, yeah. and so that was his first win of the season. How much? How how gratifying? How good is that? Week feel? fifteen. You know? And here's the thing, bro. I'm not gonna lie. When, my, the, when we would, I don't care what team I was on. Win, you get a good win, and when you coach comes in and says, you know what. We're going to take tomorrow off. I'll see you guys Wednesday because after Tuesday was your off day. Yeah. You know, you got Monday off. And, and Mondays are usually you have to come in, you have to work out, you know, and then, you know, get some of the aches and pains out. Then you got film study. And it turns into a long day. Even yeah. though you're not on the field, yeah. you're still at the, faci- at the facility till mid-afternoon. And that's your body's after, hurting. You still got yeah. to go through And that's after being in, you know, especially if you have any treatment or anything. You're in as early as 7, 7.30, sure. whatever it is. So for those dudes that had to go in for treatment, okay, you go get it and get out. But for the dudes that didn't have anything, that man, you get a Monday to sleep in, then a Tuesday off, and what it does, man, you talk about rejuvenation, rejuvenation. I mean, cause you coming, but these dudes gonna come on Wednesday, man, locked in, in okay. my opinion, cause okay. like I said, you just get that, you know, that feeling, man, you feel good. And here's the other thing, 
you work hard for a teacher you like, right? <laughs> yes, yes. You have all had our favorite teachers. Yes, yes, so the coach gives you that Monday and that Tuesday off, yeah. man, I would say, I don't care how many times you MF them during the, during the year, I would say, he's like, you know what? Some dudes will actually walk to him and be like, coach, man, appreciate it. Give him a hug. Just, just because. Okay, bro. I got you. I got you. So speaking of uh, being locked in, they're going to be heading to Century Link Field to play the Seattle Seahawks. The Seattle Seahawks are eleven and three, and the, the Cardinals are four nine and one. Uh, the the odd thing about the the Seahawks, and I think we pointed it out, their their point differential isn't. Yeah. It's not, I mean, the fact that they're 11-3, and three, it's almost as if they're doing it with smoke and mirrors. Yes. Or they're doing it with a very high-level, high, high level, high-end quarterback and it's and who's covering up a lot of what ails them. Your thoughts on, on the Cardinals traveling to Seattle where it gets loud. I don't know where it ranks in terms of loud places, but it's loud. That that fan base is engaged. They, they, they're having another great season. Your thoughts on this one? May, might the Seahawks be a little vulnerable? The, 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 the Seahawks have too much to play for right okay. now with the right coach yeah. and the right quarterback for them to be complacent with the Cardinals coming in. Think about this. Seattle just went from a five seed with a victory and a San Francisco loss yeah. to a one seed. You know what one seed means? That one means seed means one, mean, one means bye. You only, and you got two home games right. to get to the to – the, uh, uh, Super Bowl, right? And I've been there before, bro. I've been a wild card where we, <laughs> we had to go first week when I was in Detroit. And we had to fly into Washington, right. and I've been a number two seed with the Falcons, where I sat home and get this one. I'm gonna give you a real piece right here. Okay, okay. By week, you sit home and watch, you still get paid. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? you get paid. You get paid during that wild card week, even though you didn't play a game. Okay, bro. When I found that out, <laughs> bro, I got, a, I got a playoff check sitting at home watching my TV, knowing that we were playing next week. Man. But that's a bro. That is a beautiful thing. Okay. I'm not saying that's. I, I think about that. Though. That's not the all time motivator, but I'm telling you, that's something to make you know. So I'm sure Pete Carroll has them teed up. They're ready to go. They're gonna play because you can't fight as hard as they have. Finally, you know, San Fran slips up. You go from a five seed to a one. You got the Cardinals coming in. I guarantee they're going to be focused. So what I and and, and saying is, what I want is our fans and our Cardinals followers don't jump off and say, "I'm." We haven't jumped back on the bandwagon. All they got was one win against the Browns team, but it gave us that warm fuzzy feeling, right? Right. Don't all of a sudden curse them like. You know, like they just slapped your mama across the street or something because they go up to Seattle with a team that's obviously fighting for a whole lot more than we are, and they come out maybe with one of those lopsided uh, losses. I think, in my opinion, that's probably going to be the case because, one, it is so tough to play in Seattle. Okay. It is, the weather's not, we're a dome team. And these are like the things that people don't think. We're a dome team going outside Seattle. The weather could be cold. It could be wet. Uh, you got the 12th man out there. We don't have as much to play for as they do. And once again, they are their quarterback wise. Kyler is someday going to be just like Wilson. He's going to be Wilson Light, let's call it. Right, right now, he's the, the 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 student going against the sensei, going against the master. So you know, keep keep confident, folks. This past victory is, in my opinion, is something we should hold on to. 
compared to what we might see this week up in Seattle. Okay, so given that, let's get into our predictions on this then. So I think you're kind of right. When you say it might get ugly, so when you're, what's your ugly? Is it my like ugly 14, is, 14 or more points? My ugly is Kyler could be on the run all game with that one. You got to remember that crowd noise. They got a pretty good defensive front up there. The other, the bonus we have, though, I guess the advantage we have is, like you said, with the point differential, they they haven't run away from a whole lot of teams. Right. They've won a lot of close games. I just don't see this one. Unless we go up there with our plan of attack, run the ball like we did this past week. Yeah, stick to don't it. get up there and think you're going to throw the ball 40 times. You know, you get into, don't get into a shootout with them. The thing about them, they're a really conservative offense, too, meaning they run the ball. Yeah. So it's not going to be one of those games unless we give up huge runs. I don't think it's going to be a high scoring affair, but it could be one of those ones where we don't put a whole lot of points on the board and their 21 or 24 doubles are 12 or 14, you know, that type of thing. It's gonna, we're going to have to get off the field on third down. Absolutely. Because it, it happened towards the in the fourth quarter of last of, of the game against the Browns. There were a couple of penalties mm-hmm. that started to be called, and that's just one of those things when you're at this point in the season, the, those things just shouldn't be happening. Penalties, and the other thing is Russell Wilson being the great escape artist and extender of plays. Mm-hmm. That's something we'll have to keep an eye on as well because, like I said, he, he's a master when it comes to ducking and dodging and getting balls out. <clears throat> Could lead to, like, like I said, a heavy, heavy advantage in terms of time of possession, going to the Seahawks, a uh, couple big plays here, and then us not ca- you know capitalizing on you know, maybe extending some drives, getting off the field too early. Uh, th- it all leads for me to, like I said, a, a score somewhere around the 24 to 12, something like that, uh, wow. range. Yeah, yeah. No shame in that, though. Yeah. I yeah, say yeah maybe 31, I say 31-17. Okay. 31-17. Man, you got you know, that. I'm going to write this down so we can match it up. <laughs> you ain't got to write that down. <laughs> you ain't got to write that down. So, on behalf of my partner, Ed Easy Smith, I am your other host, Javon J. Love Adams. I want to say thank you to uh, to our sponsors. We do appreciate you, uh, STI Holiday, uh, and then also Eight Sleep and My Bookie. So we do appreciate you. So we all, as we always say around this time, until next week, be easy out there. Are you kidding? With the holidays just around the corner, now is the time to order holiday cards for family and friends. Only this year, why not create custom holiday photo cards quickly, easily, and affordably at simplytoimpress.com. Simplytoimpress.com is your holiday photo card headquarters with thousands of unique Christmas cards and other designs to choose from. All you do is upload your family photos, personalize the text, and you're done. Simplytoimpress.com prints your cards on your choice of premium card stock in just a few days and rushes them straight to your door. Maybe that's why the New York Times wire cutter named Simply to Impress their favorite photo card service. They even offer foil cards and hundreds of great holiday card designs for your business, too. Place your order today to save 30% and get free shipping. Just enter promo code DEAL at checkout. Save big on holiday photo cards today using promo code DEAL at simplytoimpress.com. That's simplytoimpress.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.